Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Football is many things unpredictable, exciting, colorful, passionate, absorbing. Expensive. Venal. Infuriating. Exasperating. Time-consuming. Depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. So we're recording slightly earlier this week, and so I really want you to excuse us. If you were hoping for an in-depth analysis of the USA versus Oman match, which we all were, but we're going to have to miss it because we're doing we're doing uh, Wednesday evening, and and the match is later, I think. Are there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, uh, there's the cricket on. That's slightly irritating. But yeah, that mind. is quite quite irritating. And, and but <laughs> you know what, Chris? I can't trust myself, even though my television is slightly above where I'm looking right now, <laughs> yeah. to put it on no. because I I I would just be going, hey. Well, I, I I don't trust you either. <laughs> no, well, you're right. Not to, in fact, in all things. <laughs> yeah. Now, finally, the weather's finally settled down, hasn't it? After the hottest mm. September week since records began, it's always the most something since records began, isn't it? It's like meteorologists invented their own Premier League, so no one needs to know about weather in previous history. The Lineker era, they call that, apparently, weathermen. <laughs> it's anti-Delinekerism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's been a case of, ooh, what a scorcher. That's what they used to put on the paper, isn't it? Yep. Ooh, phew, what a scorcher. Formerly scorcher and score, formerly score and roar. And yet, somehow, while the paint was peeling off the walls and barbecues were spontaneously lighting themselves, Scunthorpe managed to have a game abandoned. Did you see this? Because of a torrential I, downpour. I, I saw that, and amazingly late. I mean, you, you tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was, it was they were playing Buxton in the Vanarama uh, North Division. Just to allow myself a little shudder there for a moment. There, but for the grace of God, uh, or indeed next season. Yes. <laughs> and they were losing Scunthorpe 2-1 in the 96th minute 
when the ref yeah. took them off. And you have to feel a bit sorry for Buxton because they expected, quite legitimately, I think, that that would be the final score, as it was when uh, for Oldham and Chesterfield recently. And, uh, and as I mentioned then, after the pitch invasion at Old Trafford at the famous Dennis Law game, which I gather didn't technically doom United to relegation because that honour falling to Stoke City. Yes. City and I gather exactly. this, I, I hear that this is pointed out to you every time I mention the Dennis Law game. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so fair dues. Stoke City relegated uh, Manchester United in 1974, where they were yeah. doomed to lose to Oldham in the division below. Yeah. Which is cool. But um, Scunthorpe and Buxton have been ordered to replay the game, which is going to cost them, isn't it? And they were down to 10 men. It's, it's heartbreaking, really. They were down to 10 men because Connor Brown, former Oldham fullback, had been sent off. And so it was a heroic victory that has been taken away from them. Their keeper had just saved a penalty as well. And even though the game doesn't count now and will be replayed, the red card apparently stands and Connor really? Brown will be suspended for their cup game away at Macclesfield, which hardly seems fair to me. No, but anyway. well, that's, that's a very strange thing, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's, it is. Uh, so in a game that technically doesn't exist, yeah. uh, uh, a misdemeanour happened, yeah. which will be punished in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, that's, that's well. There's something to look out for for those of you looking at porn sites. You know, uh, <laughs> these things can happen. You can be charged I'm, in the real world. Apparently. I'm struggling to make that connection, but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I so am I. I was just pretending. Buxton, of course, always loved the name Buxton because it reminds me of the Keel Row, who wrote the 1963 song about Stanley Matthews coming back to Stoke, and because that's and as far that's how far away you could hear the roar. Well, exactly so. He used a number of terrible rhymes, and one of them was, Stan Matthews scored against Luton Town, the goal that won promotion. They say you could hear the roar of the crowd as far away as Buxton. Yes, promotion, so Buxton, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's yes. a stretch, yes. poetically. Yeah. <laughs> that's practically free verse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've heard of Kresh and Puskas and Pele from Brazil, but Stanley Matthews from the Pots was the greatest of them all. Brazil, you know? all. All, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, anyway. I, f I feel like they're doing that on purpose, but anyway. <laughs> yes, I think so too. Is, it, is that assonance? I don't think it is, even assonance. It, uh, it? No, I think it's crapanance. But oh, still. crapanance, exactly. <laughs> I think so. that's the, the technical poetical. I've got a degree, you know, in English. <laughs> that's what, and that's what yeah. I call it. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And today, young people, we're going to talk about crapinance. No, very quickly, though, Chris, um, because, of course, it was an international weekend, which, you know, it was. a certain amount of people. Um, do you know, can you tell me, here's a quiz question, oh. uh, what the biggest crowd in England at a football match was um, this weekend? That, oh, um, no. I okay. Well, then there I'll was a game you. at Exeter, was there? There's a, there, was, there were some decent crowds, certainly, and you know, yeah. and, and that does happen uh, when there, there, there are no. Uh, there are, yeah. there are I no noticed that there were an awful lot. There were only two games in in League One, I think. And, yeah. And on the on the fixture thing on the BBC, they were all saying, uh, you know, Fleetwood against somebody or other off yeah. because of international call ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 mostly Montserrat, as far as I can <laughs> yeah. tell. We're playing anyway. The biggest game, right, at the weekend was at the London Stadium where 62,000 people turned up for a charity match that also had 19.7 million streams on YouTube. 
All right. Really? Good. Uh, yes. Now, things have clearly changed, Chris. You know, we, 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 in our tiny way, we've had some links with charity matches over the years. Uh-huh. Heaven knows I, I played at the race course uh, in Mickey Thomas's uh, charity match, which involved lots of drunk people pretending they could kick a ball. But anyway, that's not the end of that. But <laughs> you this, must have fitted right in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I was captain. <laughs> uh, unthinkably, uh, uh, you know, charity matches now, uh, this one did not include anybody from Coronation Street, EastEnders or Emmerdale. Or anyone right. who'd shared a flat with Robbie Williams. Was it? Yeah. That's, that's well, also yes. a, a criterion, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Mr. Wilkes. I salute yeah. you. Uh, uh, although Lorraine Chase was rumoured to be doing the kickoff. No, this was a, <laughs> this was this was a game. I played a game of cricket, by the way, when when Lorraine Chase did the first ball. <laughs> uh, <which is> <laughs> oh, yeah, really? She got a wicket as well. I've pl- I've played a charity game of cricket once and was on the same team uh, as Kiki D. <laughs> oh, it's, these are the these are the things people. Want to hear, aren't they? Anyway, this was a game apparently uh, between the Sidemen, which oh, yeah. sounds like something from T.S. Eliot. I have to say, headpiece filled with straw and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And it, including the, the, I think they're just called Sidemen. Are these, are these the, the the YouTube phenomenon? Kind of. Kind, you, yeah. You're exactly there. So they've got a captain called Bazinga. And yeah. have a player, have a player called Mini Minter, and they played against. <laughs> yeah, it's, it okay. gets better. They Fair played enough. against a team of influencers, right? Oh, and and that's what. Us. Well, that piqued my interest because I was wondering who was going to make the influencers eleven. Who would make your influencers eleven? I was thinking. Jermaine and I was fascinated. Hey. Genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was fascinated <laughs> to see if we could get a full 90 minutes out of Justin, Justin Welby, for instance, the Archbishop oh, yeah. of Canterbury, who I of was, Canterbury. I can never say Justin Welby without thinking MD. Justin Welby, yeah, yeah, yeah. MD, yeah. Well, he'd be hard uh, to nutmeg with those robes, wouldn't he? He would be very so he'd be hard, strong at the back. Very, but equally, you know, his pace would be limited. Uh, mm. President Zelensky, I was thinking, uh, Olivier Aubert, the French philosopher, Christine Lagarde, uh, you know, the the president of the, of the European uh, the Bank, and the hundred year old. Um, uh, 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 Henry Kissinger, who's still alive, well, yeah. right? Who's is he? thought? Yeah, is yeah, he yeah. still is he still influencing though? Is he still in the influencing well, game? Uh, well, well, clearly not, according to the people that chose the influencers yeah. eleven, because I'm very much out of date. Their side included XQC. Which is the name of a person, apparently? Oh, Max... I thought you were going to go on and say XQC <laughs> and then name a retired lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Max Fosh, Chunks, Philly, and I Show Speed, who, as far as I can <laughs> tell, uh, is famous for worshipping Ronaldo. Has XQC not changed names to XKC since the coronation? Is that, no, is no, behind, no, no, it, it, isn't, it, it doesn't able. work like that. Does, oh, no. It doesn't okay. work like that. Anyway, but I mean, <laughs> well done to them and all that. They, they raised over two and a half million pounds for proper charities like the Teenage Cancer Trust, etc. Um, yeah. And But there were actual match reports in several national newspapers. And it just, right. it all made me feel very, very, very old, right? Uh, okay. okay, I'll give you the vital information. Uh, Sidemen beat the influencers 8-5 with a late consolation scored for the influencers, the YouTubers, by Nico Omilana. Okay. And what a relief. Because I suddenly thought, I know that name, and I did. Nico Omilana, for this obscure game, went to school with my daughter. 
and his <laughs> sister was in the same class and I've spoken oh. to him and everything. So, in fact, I am down with the kids. Oh, you know, yeah. apart, apart from using that phrase, obviously. So it isn't yeah. how pleasing is that? You're not only down with them, but your connection is via them. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, mostly via them. Uh, but just before we, we, we're going to talk about international football, I just wanted to start with the international football thing by talking about the sacking of Hansi Flick, who uh, yeah. was the first German manager, I think, ever to have been sacked. Yes, because generally uh, they are, they are either resign or are shown into a dark room with a revolver. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. In the in the Japanese fashion, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, they're usually a sword in that case. But what I, Hansi Flick made me remember, Chris, that many years ago you wrote a fine, fine sketch uh, called <laughs> Ray of the Rangers uh, about, oh, yeah. about 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 Roy of the Rovers. And I just Hansi Flick is the classic uh, Roy of the Rovers. German name. It's a made-up yes. name. It's clearly a made-up <laughs> name. And yet there he is being the real uh, the real German manager. And you had a great uh, Eastern European manager, I think, or oh, chairman, right. called, do you remember? No. <laughs> I do. He was called Laszlo Fermini. <laughs> and Laszlo okay. Verm- Vermini with a V. Vermini with a V. With a v, with a v yes. Absolutely. Laszlo so. Vermini. Yeah. And I just, I just, it just somehow reminded me of that, of that great sort of really quite racist undertones yes. that, that, that Roy of the Rovers had. Yeah, the, short, uh, the but, shortcuts to racism that, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. kids could but, take but, through but, the football comic. Yeah. Exactly so. But Hansi Flick, there you go. You uh, couldn't well, beat well, that for a name. Gone but not forgotten. No. Yeah, that's good. Well, as you say, England did play a couple of matches since we last spoke. They played a, a Euro 2024 qualifier away to Ukraine that was, because of circumstances beyond their control, obviously, uh, played in Poland, in Wroclaw. And England, I, you watched this game. It was straight yes. after the uh, the Oldham game, which I believe you also tormented also, yourself yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Again. I mean, really very much about five of the most tedious hours of my life. Yes, but exactly. We're, we're, uh, well, England were a bit flat, weren't they, for this one? I don't know yeah, why, for some reason. Uh, but, were, and, uh, and it was similar to the Oldham game, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but insofar as um, it was two games running, one team having a lot of possession, but unable to break down uh, yeah. a parked bus. Uh, yeah. On the single occasion, uh, England managed to do it. Harry Kane with a brilliant ball through to, to Kyle Walker. To Kyle Walker. S- scored his only international goals so far. I mean, the Focus mostly on Jordan Henderson, wasn't it, for this game? Not in the build-up to this game, and actually during it, um, because of he's the first player from the Saudi Pro League to play for England, um, and almost immediately uh, looked like he didn't quite have the snap and the pace that he had, you know, only a couple of months ago playing for uh, playing for Liverpool. It was difficult, I found, to discern the difference between the pedestrian way that Jordan Henderson played and yeah. the way everybody else played. It yeah. was one of those games where, you know, you we've, we've all seen it. You, you think you've got lulled into a way of playing that the yeah. other team want you to play and you can't kind of get out of it. You know, you can't get into second gear. Um, you know, but, 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 you know, we're men of a certain age and, and I just think, well, you know, we How didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yes, I'm quite a lot younger than you. No, uh, uh, but, but I think we didn't lose. And, you know, those of us who've, 
you know, been through qualifying uh, campaigns where, you know, in Katowice and Turin and Well, Oslo yes, I mean, qualifying and, campaigns traditionally have always featured a one-all draw in Poland, haven't they? Just not usually <laughs> yeah, against Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there was there was a backlash. Um, I mean, notably uh, during the game when the uh, Jill Scott, who was uh, being a pundit, uh, made yep. the point that she was a fan of Jordan Henderson's, but wouldn't be allowed to go and watch him at a club match uh, now, um, and uh, which is is neat. But the idea that anyone might be such a fan of Jordan Henderson that they would want to go to Saudi Arabia to watch him play was quite funny, I thought. And even Gareth Southgate uh, took advice from the Foreign Office to get out of going to watch him. So, Right. Uh, okay. Well, no, I, I kind of missed that. I, I saw that Jill Scott had said something. I, oh, I wasn't sure. So she wouldn't be allowed because she's gay or she wouldn't be allowed because she's a woman? Yes, and I think possibly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because because this. in Iran, Iran, they, uh, you know, I have some links with Iranian football, yeah, and yeah. that that was that was certainly the case for for many years. I don't know whether it's still the case. I can't imagine it wouldn't be because things have got kind of worse, if you like, in Iran. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's a subject of a of, of a feature film, actually, a girl sneaking in to try and watch. Uh, an Iranian international an Iranian game. game, is it really? And of course, well, mm. it's because men wear shorts, you know, and and, uh, and and it would be difficult not to be tempted to run onto the pitch and fellate them. I think that's <laughs> kind. Of, <laughs> I think that's what the Ayatollah thinks. I'm not okay. saying it's true, you know. I'm not saying it's true. I think the um, Ayatollah is spending too much time on the internet. That's what I think. I but still, think he does. Well, but that's. <laughs> but isn't that always the irony that you know yes. the people who talk about you know uh, you know uh, behaving in, in a, um, a, 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 a calm and 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 and, and cautious way think about sex more? You know, it's. it's <laughs> It's, it's the preacher, the preacher who's obsessed, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, uh, they are, yes, they spend a lot of time imagining and picturing and maybe and doing drawings. Who knows? Yes, yes, but anyway, yes. yeah, to get back to the football, you know, Gareth Southgate is, is known, if for nothing else, um, mm-hmm. for the pizza ad. No, for his loyalty to a core of, of trusty uh, players as England yeah. manager. And uh, Henderson, of course, is one of those. He's not the only beneficiary. Harry Maguire started in Poland. Um, and, you know, and it may be a little oversensitive uh, to his presence, but it did seem he did seem to be drawn out of position to double mark a Ukrainian player, which left the space for Zinchenko to nip in and score uh, because Henderson wasn't tracking him. And uh, I don't know whether that's, over, uh, you know, uh, wise after the event, oversimplifying. But Gareth did say that the stats showed that Henderson actually ran further than anyone, 11 kilometres during the game, uh, perhaps not wanting to stand still for too long in case he started thinking about what he's done. But surely in that defensive midfield, in that holding midfield, we're going to want to look at Trent Alexander-Arnold going forwards, aren't we? We're going to want to, alongside Rice, and mm-hmm. even Calvin Phillips again, because he was another stalwart, rewarded despite no club action, looking looking quite good in there against against Scotland. So maybe, you know, Henderson's days are numbered. Numbered. Well, and, and also there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument um, uh, for, for Zinchenko's goal being down to... Rice and Henderson rather than Maguire because he's yeah. he's come he's arrived late from midfield blah 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 but of course you know we we are but but fans and you know yeah. we, we we don't know the rest of it and this this is 
if we're going to talk about the general thing about England, if we're going to talk about the Maguire thing, which clearly comes up bigger in the Scotland game. In the Scotland game, yeah. Yeah. But 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 what's interesting is um to have an opinion, you know, is 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 fine, of course. Of course it is. And 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 sometimes to 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 have a bet noir, a problem with a player, you know. Heaven knows uh Mick Duxbury was 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 <laughs> a player who who played ten straight internationals. Yeah, came and he in, drove me played kind, ten straight yeah, internationals, then yeah. didn't play anymore. And he drove me kind of insane. what and I don't know whether you you would agree with me and and to tell you the honest truth, I couldn't give a fuck whether you do or not. But the, <laughs> no, actually, that's Shall I leave now. <laughs> tragically, that, tra- you know, tragically, that's not true. I hate to say it, that's not. I actually do care. <laughs> but no, but, but what I find interesting about it is is the absolute certainty. Now I know that social media. Yeah, uh, encourages strong opinions because what's the point in saying something if you're not going to say it strongly? But I think, uh, if you'll allow me, okay. I think that this certainty comes from people playing football manager, right? I think that people actually believe that they have done it, that they have managed football teams, <laughs> that they have made the hard decisions. They, they forget the fact that they can start at a low level and move up, or if the season is not going well, just stop it and do it again. Okay? So hmm. I think that's bollocks. And what upsets me when people make massive, 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 massive claims is that, okay, I'm, I'm sure you love watching England. I'm sure you're interested in watching England, right? But let me say these things. You don't know the players. No. You've never trained with the players. You have no idea what is going on in the players' lives. You don't know how the squad works in terms of its, it, you know, its shape. Uh, you don't know who needs what. Uh, you, uh, you certainly think all teams are inferior and can be beaten, uh, mm. and, and basically, you're the Borg. You, you have this hive <laughs> mind, you know, you will be beaten, and I have a system to do it. And I'm actually, I'm actually, I know that sounds silly, but I'm kind of being serious. How can people be so certain that they're right about these things, knowing so little about what's going on? Well, I mean, some of the things that you're talking about are not things that a football fan should be. In, uh, should be asked to make allowances for. Okay. I mean, I think all yep. you, what you have as a football fan, you have an opinion that is based on what you are watching. Yep. And it's not based on what Harry Maguire uh, brings to the dressing room. It's not nope. based on wh- uh, whether Harry Maguire needs this game to give him a lift that yes. will be that will do you a benefit long term or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm happy for Gareth Southgate to stand by Harry Maguire and to defend him and to defend criticism that he him against criticism that he gets from pundits, which he's done after the Scotland game. Um, but as a football fan, I also feel entitled to an opinion as to whether Maguire should be playing and whether he has played well when he does. Yeah. And, you know, I think that I, I think I, that everyone everyone is is entitled to that. I mean, it was it's hard not to feel a bit... For, we haven't, we'll come on to the Scotland game now. Um, it's hard not to feel a, a little bit sorry for Harry Maguire um, because, you know, uh, it's just how things are going for him at the moment that he should toe-poke the ball past Aaron Ramsdale, which, yeah. if he'd done 
that the week before, he'd have been a hero. And that's how football goes, you know. But <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I th- can I just? I mean, I think you you are absolutely right in everything you say. Let's just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Come I on, feel a butt out? coming. Surely, as well. you know <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Just it's just that it's the triumphal certainty of people that go i've been saying this for ages and everybody's wrong and i am right and also there's a sense that somehow harry Maguire is deliberately doing something destructive for the team he's playing with it was interesting just before we get to the scotland game that southgate talked about talking walker out of retirement yeah yeah he did and that's that's again. You're right. People don't know, but that's again a part of management that we're is, we're not yeah. privy to, you yeah. know. And he's clearly, you know, he's clearly has a private personal relationship with Walker that we don't. Yeah. We don't know that Walker no, wants but to it's retire. In, it is interesting to hear that uh, Kyle Walker was considering retiring from international football to prolong his sex party career, which, as we know, can be very short lived. Well, it can know. be, and I just but it's nowhere near as lucrative. No, a near as lucrative. No, no. Okay, well, let's talk about the Scotland game. I mean, despite England's drop point against Ukraine, the match against Scotland could reasonably, uh, before the start, have been billed as the clash of the two form teams in Euro uh, 2024 qualifying. And who'd have thought that? And Indeed, Scotland could have become the first team to qualify during this friendly if Norway had obligingly drawn with Georgia that same night, but they didn't. So tartan heartbreak still lingers in the wings despite five straight wins. But um, this was commemorating the 150th anniversary of the oldest game in international football, which reminds me that in the recent FA Cup qualifying, my um, hometown team, Works Up Town, played against Sheffield FC, which must have a claim to being one of the oldest club clashes. Uh, Sheffield FC reckons to be the oldest club. And Works Up actually have a claim to be second or possibly third in that right. not a league, not the oldest league team, but oldest club. <clears throat> I remember writing a page of uh, comedy with with Mark, who used to produce this with us, um, and uh, for a comedy book years ago, which was the fixture list for the eighteen fifty seven fifty eight season for Sheffield FC, and it was just every game was Sheffield FC versus Sheffield FC reserves because you know, there was no one. They were the first. It's the old Paul Merton joke about uh, Baker Street being the first tube That's station, right, yeah. and what would be the point what was of the point that? of that <laughs> yeah, exactly. where would you go where would you go <laughs> where would you exactly. go but anyway we digress this anniversary game um had some had many features that have appeared in in previous clashes rod stewart in the crowd dressed in a tartan jacket like some sort of pantomime cockney scotsman and but didn't he didn't he look chris didn't he look i mean i yeah, yeah rod stewart is <laughs> i go in and out of love with rod stewart but did he not look <laughs> like the doorman at the caledonian Hotel. <laughs> yeah. He was just so much fucking plaid all over him. It was yeah, just yeah. amazing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and there are, there were also some more recent um, innovations. I noticed the strains of Yes, Eric and Boogie ringing around a packed Hamden, an anthem as plainly inexplicable as Sweet Caroline. So really, why not? By Baccarat. Remember Baccarat, the blonde girl in the black dress, the brunette in the white of dress. Of course, I do. Yeah, follow up, follow up single. 
Oh, I can't remember. Was it Sorry, I'm uh, a lady? Oh, Sorry, no, yes, I'm a lady. of course. Sorry, I'm a lady. Virtually to exactly the same tune. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would rather be, rather be just a little shady. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Clever, lady Shady. You see, that's clever. how you do a rhyme. Not uh, not promotion Buxton. No. Lady no, Shady. No. And also, and, you know, I've got to say this for Baccarat, asking questions, the, the Smiths of their time, in a way, you know, asking <laughs> questions of people. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm a lady, the and I Tucker don't mean Carlson maybe. of their day, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, mean maybe, yeah. no, exactly. And uh, other features that have crept in in recent years, John McGinn looking perpetually surprised. I can't imagine what John McGinn looks like with an expression of calm resignation on his face. Everything, it looks like everything takes him by surprise. That's just my, that's... Observational. He, well, he's certainly wide-eyed. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no doubt about that at all. Did you see that Gianni Infantino was there? Gianni Infantino was there, mansplaining something to a woman next to him, looking like someone had painted eyebrows onto an egg. Or was it Gianni Infantino? Maybe it was my mate Nick. Uh, one of the things that was you know, you were just talking about the songs there that um, that uh, that Nick Robinson. The BBC political uh, <laughs> analyst um, said it was foolish for England to sing "God Save the King" um, as their anthem, and you're thinking, "Well, that's kind of how national anthems work." Yeah. You know? yeah. What What did you want? Did you want the floral dance, or maybe looking through Gary Gilmore's eyes by the <laughs> adverts? It was. It's a, such a strange thing. To, he said, "You know, you're just asking for trouble to sing the national anthem in Scotland." Well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I, mean, an I, th- th- I saw that Ali. I saw that Ali McCoist was complaining that people were booing the national anthem and said that he'd been singing it proudly because he's British, and yeah. and who wants to have a go at him for that? And you know? Rangers. And rangers, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, I don't mind that. God, that's look. You and I have been to enough international matches to know that, <laughs> that all that stuff is. No, you should is, just stop. You should just stop there. We've been to enough international matches. Yeah, well, yeah, God, that's true. Yeah, okay. Let's I finish I, on that. I, well, no, I don't. I, I want to uh, mention the 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 uh, Graeme Souness's take on things, which right. were. Before the game, Graham Souness offered the opinion that Jude Bellingham only gets picked for England because he plays for Real Madrid. Um, suggested Christ that, almighty! I, know. I didn't see that. Yeah, suggested <laughs> that James Madison is better, uh, presumably because he plays in games uh, in England that Graham Souness watches. And I'm not saying that Madison isn't great. I mean, it looks like he's settled in well at Spurs. But Bellingham's had an absolutely stellar start to his career at Real Madrid. And this was only the second time that he's been picked as a Real Madrid player. Uh, the, the the two times over the weekend, oh. and after the game, um, ah, Graham Souness completely backtracking, ventured the whole golden generation thing. So we're fucking doomed. And he said, "Forget Frank and Stephen Gerrard and Paul Scholes." He said, forgetting to forget David Beckham. We note, but <laughs> presumably because he played for Real Madrid. But Souness said they have got strength in depth. And they've got strength in depth. They've got Jude De- Jude Bellingham and James Madison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, only gets picked because he plays for Real Madrid. Fucking fantastic. But but well, and it is. And 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 do we not come back to something we've talked about before, which is opinion is more important than 
consistency of opinion. Yeah, just, having, just a, having a loud opinion and, and hoping that people will have forgotten like. it by full time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like having a load of bangers, you know, and walking around and, <laughs> and just throwing them in into the street all the time and going, see, that's had an effect. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, the other thing, Oh, very quickly, the other thing about Bellingham was the funny thing yeah. at, in Ukraine where he tried to get onto the wrong coach, which pleased me no end. Did you see he tried to get onto the Ukrainian coach? I didn't and see was that, o- no, no. was only saved uh, by somebody saying, good luck to him. Good in- oh, oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I, yes. No, I mean, he, he is a gift, isn't he, for, and is, that's going to keep on giving for the next 10, 15 years for the headline writers. Uh, they've been exercising, I want to say, I want to say wits, I'm not sure that's quite the word, but they, they, uh, they've reared their heads again this week with the r- rumoured return of Wayne Rooney to fill the managerial hot seat at Birmingham City. Look, Rue's back. Things, I'm fascinated by this. I don't think anyone calls him Rue. I don't think he's ever called Rue. I just don't think that happens, except in the papers. And I, I, as you know, have been for many years dying for him to get too big for his boots for years now in the hope of seeing Rue de Rue think Rue are as a headline. (laughs) But (laughs) now it's it's Jude Bellingham's turn and it's going to be for some years. Jude gives Scott's belly ache. That was this week. Mm. And uh, if, God forbid, he gets a career-ending injury, do you think that will be the bell end? That's what I want to. That's, that's the new thing I'm looking well, at. I'm glad you brought those to uh, our attention so early, because they <laughs> will happen. They will. they will happen just as the second half of this podcast might happen. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anyway, before we get too carried away with talk of a golden generation culled from the Premier League, La Liga, the Bundesliga, and for the time being at least, the Saudi Pro League, let us first remind ourselves of the latest adventures of a group of players they're calling the Mer Generation, named after the third and most disappointing of the baby Jesus's Christmas presents, and also because that's the noise the crowd makes watching them play. I speak, of course, of my team, Oldham Athletic, sinking slowly towards the bottom of the Vanodama, the league beneath the 
league, despite the heartwarming rescue of the club off the field by owner and beloved Wallace and Gromit character Frank Rothwell. And is Frank <laughs> incensed? Well, not nearly as much as he should be, according to some of the Boundary Park faithful. Have you noticed that Christmas jokes start earlier every year? Have you noticed that? Anyway. <laughs> yes, well, traditionally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oldham had a chance on Saturday to kickstart a season in which we were tipped by some idiots to romp to the title, but which had so far yielded only one win in seven. It was a good one, though. But anyway, we were up against Dorking Wanderers, one of the tiny group, dwindling group of teams to have made an even worse start than we had. Indeed, at one point in the afternoon, with our game goalless, the constantly updating league table had them bottom, bar South End with their 10-point deduction, and us one single point ahead of them. Dorking are interestingly high-profile minnows, the stars of a documentary series called Dorking Uncovered, and a YouTube channel. It's all YouTube, isn't it, today? A YouTube channel called Bunch of Amateurs. By far the biggest presence in these offerings is founder, owner, chairman and manager Mark White. And he's an appealing figure. Good luck to him. Started the team on council pitches and steered them relentlessly up the divisions these past many years. He's quite skinny and wears tight black outfits topped off with an oversized black baseball cap. So he looks like someone's just lost a big game of hangman. Gives a great interview. He turned up on the Oldham phone-in in the build-up to the game and said that another manager had told him that they should get at Oldham for five minutes and then the crowd would turn on them. Sound advice, I'd say, but not the sort of thing you usually hear a manager saying, or an owner, a founder, or a chairman come to that. Watching Mark White's stickman antics in the technical area, he's very animated, was the chief pleasure of the early stages of the game. The ref put a stop to that, though. The ball sailed into touch and Mark volleyed it back onto the pitch. Helpfully, you'd say. Certainly the ball boy who didn't have to get up from his little fold-up camping stool thought so. But the ref, astonishingly, whipped out a red card and sent him into the stand, which seemed incredibly harsh. That, that's really harsh, I think. Uh, uh, can I just go back to the charity game at the London oh, yeah. Stadium, whereby someone was booked and managed to find within his shorts, an Uno reverse card. <laughs> OK. <laughs> it would be great if that was, that was possible. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Where, what, which kind of reflects it back at the referee. Yeah, it goes, yeah. no, no, not booked. <laughs> <laughs> How fantastic. Well, anyway, without their puppet master and also without one player injured in the warm-up and another, their captain, who pulled a hamstring early on, Dorking seemed there for the taking. They couldn't seem to hang on to the ball for a moment, and Oldham, unlike us really, had loads of possession, some of it even moving forwards and threatening the opposition goal. Uncle Roy Butterworth, the veteran club co-commentator, co was in no doubt. When we get one, we're going to get lords, he cried. <laughs> it's going to be an avalanche. And if we'd got one, maybe it would have been an avalanche, but we didn't. So it wasn't. Yeah. We've all seen those games, haven't we? And we were talking about the England-Ukraine game, actually, where one team passes the ball around 30-odd yards out while the other packs the area, making it difficult to make anything happen, playing for nil-nil. It always used to be England against a team they should be beating in a qualification group. Indeed, at five it was, England against Ukraine, wasn't it? Looking achingly, if far more competently similar. Sure enough, in the second half, Dorking had a decent five minutes and the crowd turned on the team, as, as, uh, as Mark White has been advised they would. <laughs> yeah, and, and on David Unsworth. New signing Dan Ward, returning from an injury picked up in the first game of the season, demonstrated that he isn't the answer, unless the question is, what does Dan Ward look like? 
and the manager's decision to go with a cautious 4-5-1 at home to lowly dorking instead of playing all five of our forwards at once in a sort of kamikaze attempt to blow the minnows away was roundly criticised. And so with one win in eight, Unsworth blew the chance to at least match the three wins in nine that John Sheridan had managed when they sacked him a year ago, including, incidentally, a win against Dorking. Next week, it's Bromley away, which was the first game of the Unsworth era a year ago, a dispiriting 3-0 defeat. And such has been our progress over the last 12 months that you wouldn't bet against the same result again. Well, Chris, I I watched the game I because uh, Stoke weren't playing. Uh, I paid my £9.50 to the National the, League TV, uh, yeah, because there was no, because yes. there was no, uh, no three o'clock Premier League kickoffs then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was allowed in the stadium. Uh, you know, look, I, 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 I am so desperate for you to have <laughs> joy in your life, and indeed the other Oldham fans. But Christ, it was an awful game. Yes, it was an awful, awful. Awful game of football. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really, right. and, I and I'm not saying Oldham were awful or Dorking were awful. I'm just saying uh, it, it just was so unbelievably unenjoyable. Well, I watched, I watched both the Dorking games last season and they were quite sparky, Dorking. I mean, we yeah. beat them 5-1 there, but they'd gone one up and they were they were they they had a bit about them. And I, it was like they had the stuffing kicked out of them, partly by the, the losing the guy right at the beginning, then the captain after about a quarter of an hour, and then having the manager kicked to the stands. It was like they, well, they, they'd, just, they'd just taken a beating and, and yet we couldn't finish them off. But but equally, you know, as, as a Stoke fan, I can say I, I recognise tons of stuff in the game. Yeah. And the things I recognise, which which is Stoke have done for about four years, which is they seem to believe that you can win a game on points. Yeah. I.e. if you've got possession, you know, this should count for something and that should count for something because the other team are never going to score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's because there's so many statistical ways to compare yourself against the opposition after the game now. I mean, yeah. how many times now do you see uh, managers on Match of the Day um, daring to say, and they do, you know, that, well, you know, our XG oh. suggests we had that we should have won that game, you know. Yeah. And, and they can and it's almost like the result is only one of the things you can take away from the game now. Yeah. You know, because- the other thing I noticed uh, watching it was that. Um, and it was a hot day, wasn't it? Of course, we were towards oh, yeah, the end yeah. of our of our uh, of our pissing it down in Scunthorpe, though. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> of our very hot, hot. Uh, um, well, hottest day September. of the year, the Saturday. Well, there you go. And I noticed that that all the players seemed to think they were George Best. In that, they couldn't go longer than ten minutes without a drink. There were <laughs> so many drink breaks. I, there I mean, was. Just staggering. There was a drink break. A, a, a player had gone down injured, in fairness, but there was a drink break after seven minutes. Oh, just game. yeah, just uh, just, uh, just amazing. I mean, I I uh, oh, I, 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 you know, I don't want to pontificate about Oldham because I don't no, like people we, pontificating about teams they don't watch all the time. Uh, but you know, I do talk <laughs> but to you. A lot. You're getting there. You're getting there yeah. now. I mean, you're well, clearly you're clearly tuning in. To uh, Roy Butterworth and his and his uh, unique worldview. Well, well, Roy, Roy Butter- Butterworth, I love. He reminds me of Father Jack, because yeah. he just chips yeah. in every now and again with some very strong opinion. Yeah, it's I've just had a, like I've had the a text. game in 1982. <laughs> I've had a text. The Canadians in Bristol. 
The Canaries in Bristol. I've got some books. I've got some of my books. They're in the boot of my car. Come and see me after. He does a great, he does that great thing, and I love him. For, I love him for it. That sounds so patronising, but I really do. Whereby he doesn't know if the microphone's on or off. Hey, he did does hear a me? great thing. Well. <laughs> hey, is this is this plugged in? Is there a uh, is there a phone here th- that can? I don't think people can it can. Oh, they can. Right, good. <laughs> I think also stuff. his voice, either his voice naturally or his microphone, is twice as loud as the bloke sitting next to him. Twice. Yeah, as yeah, loud. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on from the Vanadama. Let's move back well, up to the. Uh, I, 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 I would like to, if I may. Well, there are a couple of things uh, briefly before that. Actually, uh, did you see that John Terry is is on tour? John Terry is on tour. Um, He's on tour. I, I saw something about him him charging exorbitant amounts for yeah, yeah. autographs. So John, and... so John's he's got a job in Saudi Arabia for yeah. how many million pounds? It does it's, it's a guess, isn't it? We're yeah. all guessing, but a lot of money. But he's on tour doing an evening with John Terry. Uh, in Good which, title. Yeah, uh, it yeah, in which it costs five hundred pounds to have oh. dinner in the same room oh. as John. And a hundred pounds <laughs> to have his autograph. And what he's I not running for that, American president, is he? <laughs> well, it feels like it. But what I loved about <laughs> it was, I've just got this image of John, John in a grotto where wow. kids can go in or where adults and they get their <laughs> autograph. But they sit on his knee sit on for his a knee. couple of minutes and they can ask two questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you really John Dennis Terry? Wise pushes them <laughs> off and goes, "I think you've had your time, son." <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dennis Wise and Wayne Bridge dressed as elves guarding the door. I don't door. think Wayne Bridge would be there, would he? No, no. I, 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 I think the whole situation is fantastical. Don't tell me Wayne Bridge wouldn't be there. I, and have, <laughs> you, have you seen a Paul Pogba thing? That who's, I, um, yeah, yeah. He's got too much testosterone, apparently. Too much testosterone. And he, he accidentally, apparently, ingested testosterone, which oh, immediately got oh, me thinking... No. Got me thinking. What does testosterone taste like? And I all I could oh, think no, is, don't, no, no, I don't can, go there. Well, oh, I no. could only think Jeremy Clarkson sweat. That was all I could think oh, of. Jesus! And somebody, somebody. How do we get talking about this? We're going to start some, talking about Mark Almond in a minute if we're not. Well, careful. yeah. Well, no, yeah. Well, I didn't want to go there. Somebody <laughs> said uh, suggested it was in a snack, and I was thinking, what, you, what like those testosterone and vinegar crisps you can get, <laughs> like those uh, new man but, man snacks that you can get. Yeah, just a bizarre thing. A bizarre thing. Anyway, yeah. um, big thing. And and it will become a small thing, and this upsets me because this oh. is kind of the thing that we've always talked about: is this idea that uh, this investment company seven 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 will take over Everton? Okay, uh, so we've been through this. Well, we've been through it. We've been through it with Newcastle. We've been through it with Man City. We've been through it with, with so many uh, Liverpool. We've been through it, uh, potentially with United, which is this. Uh, an, all the time, this fit and proper person to take over it. Well, yeah, they're an, a they're an, a, an investment uh, partnership from uh, Miami, Miami, apparently. Yep. And uh, they're stepping in now that they uh, Everton had this deal, didn't they? Set up until last month with uh, yep. with another investment thing called MSP Capital, and that deal collapsed last month. And now seven 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 are stepping in, and the government 
are, uh, are anxious, have some significant reservations about 777 suitability as owners. Um, <laughs> and in fairness, they've faced allegations of fraud. That's 777, not the government. Um, Offering, as far as I know anyway, offering illegal loans, failing to pay bills totaling hundreds of thousands of dollars in the US. And their co-founder has a drug conviction on what they call over there his resume. Um, And so this is apparently going to be a test for the EPL's strengthened directors and owners test, which was announced back in March. Um, This has new disqualifying events, which include offences involving violence, corruption, fraud, tax evasion, and hate crimes. And the Saudi Investment Fund just sneaked in ahead of that one, didn't they? Well, well, I think the Saudi Investment Fund is exactly the... The parallel you want you want to take. Well, it's almost this is their phrase is, de- is to define them almost, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. But do you so. know what the government's actual position is? The government's on. actual position on this is we don't want to intervene directly because there's going to be an independent regulator. Well, but, that but, is their but, actual but, fucking position. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and and they used this great phrase, didn't they? An independent regulator is looming. Looming. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. it's looming. Was the word. Yeah. Apart from the fact that every time I hear in, independent regulator, I want Sade to be singing it. <laughs> um, it's a great, great, great thing to say. Also, by the way, kidnapping is amongst the 777. Uh, ah, kidnapping. Uh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which oh, gets some closer. Guess well, yeah, closer. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that's very similar to to the Saudi Pro League approach. Well, seems to me. it always well, feels like that. you know Damari Gray has been kidnapped, you know, or yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, never yeah. going to see him again. Yeah, yeah. Except that the difference being that they'll pay him loads of money rather than us having to pay loads of money to get him back. Yeah, yeah. Still. The, the drug thing amused me only because only because and it was a long time ago. You know, it, it was a good twenty years ago, and, and yeah. they say, oh, okay, so Josh Vander or Wanda. Uh, he said, "Yeah, okay, yes, I was, I, <laughs> I was uh, convicted of receiving thirty-one grams of cocaine, which were posted to his house, but they were for personal use." Now, what I love about that is is not the fact of it, you know. And he might have been young, and he might have been stupid, yeah. and blah blah blah. So, well, certainly he was. He had it posted to his house, but also the fact that it's <laughs> thirty-one grams. The okay. idea that he's sat there somewhere in the dark, the dark web, going thirty. Do you know what? No. Yeah. I'll have 31 because 30 is not going to do it. 31. Some always sticks, doesn't it? Sticks to the side of the bag. Yeah. Doesn't it? You know, and you feel like you're shortchanging yourself. If you want to have 30 grams. Yeah, let's not be silly with 30 grams of cocaine. Surely 31. But they've also said. So I was going to say they've also said, I mean, because they're a private investment firm. Yes. We've seen this. You know, we've seen this. You know, the threat doesn't always come. Uh, from particular parts of the globe, you know, the the USA thing can be just as frightening in its own way. Uh, look at the Glazers, look at Bowley, look at look at Fenway Sports Group. Yeah, I mean, the the difference between the American the American, uh, let you say, the sort of uh, takeover by stealth of the of the Premier League mm-hmm. is different to the Saudi thing. The Saudi thing is setting itself up in opposition to yeah. um, to the European leagues, isn't it? It's trying to it's yeah, trying yeah. to level up. Uh, and become the fifth major, if you like, you know, 
But um, the seven 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 have uh, are are a, uh, a, a partnership that have interests investments in clubs all around the world in Genoa in Italy who have returned to Serie A under their stewardship. There's, there's, Standard Liège. Uh, well, yes, there's Vasco da Gama in Brazil who are all, also promoted. Um, Hertha Berlin who are relegated. Uh, so they have experience of relegation and promotion, which should stand them in good stead at uh, at Goodison. And uh, also fans at Standard Liège, as you say, who are not happy and have been protesting. Nope. And there have been protests against them with big banners and everything at another club, Red Star, in Paris. So they're going to have lots of useful experience there. It's going to prepare them for their reception at Goodison Park. The, you know, <laughs> the banners saying 777 out. I mean, the, uh, you know, the Everton fans will be able to probably, you know, banner share with with uh, standard liege and red star and so you know that's uh, uh, another shady thing uh, not that this is particularly shady let's say but 777 own a 45% stake in the british basketball league and also own the london lions who won the british basketball league last season and there's nothing nothing at all intriguing about it feels like that needs investigating is it i don't know i don't know i mean well, i think that the um the thing with this is it will bring the number of Premier League clubs that are owned by American interests to 10. Uh, and it'll be, it could, of course, go down to nine again if the Glazers ever shit or get off the pot. But apparently, American sports investors are increasingly eyeing English football. I mean, just in the last uh, 18 months, Chelsea, as you said, uh, Bournemouth, Birmingham and Leeds have found American buyers. And, you know, if, suppose, Birmingham or Leeds or Ipswich as well uh, manage to get back then the, uh, back into the Premier League, then the Americans will be positioning themselves to have a majority of, of, um, of, of the votes in the in yeah, Premier League. Yeah. I think they need 14, um, if you remember from setting up the, the Premier League. And, and, and then let's see what happens to relegation. Let's see what happens to relegation. Let's see what happens to franchising. And let's see what happens to having the 39th game in, uh, in New Jersey or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and a couple of things about 777. You know, you know they are a private in, uh, investment firm, all right? Yeah. And they behave like a private investment firm. You know, let's not pretend this is a a Bram- Abramovich deal, which, which in a strange way was a vain man, you know, like your, like your scrap metal dealer <laughs> of years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, who yeah. has so much money that, and this is his hobby. No, they want to make a load of money out of it. Well, uh, two of the things that, that 777 make their money out of are payday loans, okay, mm-hmm. which we kind of know something about, and also swapping... Uh, insurance payouts for lump sums. I, if somebody's had something terrible happen to them, uh, uh, will buy your annuity for yeah. this this lump sum. They've said, uh, and I love this quote. They've said, "But supporters want to be monetized." Yeah. Right? That's a really dangerous thing to say. Well, another thing that they said, I can't remember the exact quote. I, the, another thing they said is that English football hasn't worked out how to uh, commercialise itself properly. No. Which made, no, no. Me, which made my eyes water, I must say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. And they've said, and they've said, you know, uh, fans don't just want to pay for beer and hot dogs immediately. That raises a bloody 
flag, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but we want to sell them insurance and financial services. It's ah. just, uh, you know, be careful. We're back to what I said to you last week about money blind. Just well, yeah. be careful yeah, about yeah, yeah. Yeah. what you will accept to take some what's cash. getting wafted from, and as you say that, I mean, I, I mentioned United have announced a new shirt sponsor, haven't they? Um, Snapdragon, who uh, are paying 60 million a year, which is the biggest shirt sponsorship deal. Apparently, they make processors uh, found in phones, PCs, gaming devices, and connected cars. And how can it possibly be worth 60 million a year to raise your profile in the smartphone processor industry? The world has gone mad. It's just well, it's but because it's industry to industry. Anyway, yeah. just uh, just uh, briefly to to move on from this to Saudi, which we always have to go to. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mohammed uh, Bill, bin Salman uh, did a speech this week uh, in Riyadh, uh, saying that uh, that that the Middle East is going to become the new Europe. Okay. Uh, uh, which will, of course, please the 1922 committee. But what I loved about that was there was a great quote from Jan Christian Driesen of Bayern Munich, who I think is the chief exec or whatever, and uh, talking about this idea that, that uh, the Champions League could move beyond Europe. And he said, mm. no, we, we won't be playing games beyond Europe because, and I love this quote, we're not Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> and I thought that was a really great thing to say. Oh, what yeah. a great, great, great thing to say. Oh yeah, well so, done, well him. done, Jan Christian. Yeah, yeah. I think just before we go, we should we have been following inevitably the protracted fallout from the snog heard around the world, the sexual assault. Yes. However you look at it, um, Luis Rubiales, the president of the Spanish Football Federation, um, has finally resigned, and he resigned. Unusually, some might say, um, on Piers Morgan Uncensored. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't want many people to know, did he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was almost like, if I resign on Piers Morgan Uncensored, I'll be able to take it back and say it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but this was before he let anyone in Spain know. And perhaps it was appropriate enough in the end. You know, Morgan is, after all, a man with a history of walking out on things because of woman trouble. And <laughs> maybe they they had a, found a lot of common ground. But did you see the adjective that Rubial has used to describe the kiss, which he's still not properly apologised for? He's barely apologised for. Did you see the adjective he used? No. I mean, obviously English not his first language, but <laughs> he said it was noble. Noble, yeah, a yeah. noble kiss, like a gas. He also said it was. Yeah, <laughs> I expelled noble gas into yeah. the mouth. It was, uh, to it the was yielding a, mouth of Jenny Hermosa. No, it's not inert. <laughs> no, she was not inert afterwards. I'll tell you that. But anyway, but also he said noble, enthusiastic, and one hundred percent non-sexual. Um, mm. But he is apparently ashamed of his crotch grab in front of the Queen of Spain. So you know, baby steps. He'll get there, you know. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of snogs heard around the world, which is the title of our new podcast, of course. Uh, so look out for that. Yeah, because it's very much your first love, isn't it? Snogs heard around the world. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't expect to ever see the headline. Prince William kissed by Gaza in Bournemouth pret a manger I no, think that's no. a collection of words. That's just such a treasure. Um, <laughs> I think I presume Prince William was avoiding the Pizza Hut in case he bumped into Prince Andrew. But now you know, don't you, deep down, what sort of kiss this was? You know, noble, maybe. You know, emotional, certainly. A hundred percent non-sexual, absolutely. Kind of friendly, not at all threatening, but might cost Gaza his job at the Pret. 
Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. And just to wrap up to say that uh, Barcelona, who you probably know, have got to deal with Spotify, are going uh, to be having uh, the uh, Rolling Stones emblem uh, on their shirt, you know, the, uh, the tongue the thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 which, uh, which is going to be a thing. Not not for every game, but for a few games. Yeah, and Luis Rubiales is going, I resigned too soon. <laughs> well, I was going to say. So the Spanish FA are thinking, well, maybe we could have on our women's kit, I kissed the girl, but I liked it. <laughs> so, anyway, maybe. no football is a finish. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.